Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Payday wasn't bad. Payday's not bad. What was your deal? So the first pick of my draft was 36-4, I think, over four years. And then fifth year, fifth year option for the first round picks. Bro. So how much do you get right away? Guarantee twenty three million. My, it's all guaranteed oh, for okay. for the draft picks. Uh, and then my signing bonus was twenty four six or something like how that. How good does that feel? It's fun when you wake up and that hits in the first first thing in the morning. Did you go buy anything or do anything with that? So does a wire just come in oh. twenty four just like that? Like you just yeah. Man, that would be nice. Isn't that insane? It is insane. Like, I had never really thought about it like that until he said it, but, like, one day that just pops up in your account? Like, that's unreal. Because the signing bonus has to be paid right all at once. That Like, that is, my bank would flag it so hard. Like, they would hold my money for weeks. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's true, too. I'm sure their banks did, too. Uh, although theirs was a little bit more, hey, this is coming down the road. That's true. <laughs> but... Um, man, when I hit on crypto and they dropped 20 million in there because of that, they might red flag it for a little bit. Yeah, you're getting flagged for sure. <laughs> like, I don't even know how that works. Like the people that did hit on crypto, and they just dumped a lot of money over or something. Like, can you do that legally? Sure. But like you can stock. Just, I mean, I mean, you just dump money into your bank like that amount, and people don't. I mean, they got a red flag. There's it like a degree, number. Right? There's like a certain number that if you go over, you have to tell the government something like that. Oh, really? I just saw a TikTok on it. I don't know if it's real, but that's what the guy said on TikTok. About, like, crypto in particular? Because that's, like... No, well, just about, like, deposits per... Oh, okay. Like, it's, like, 10000 I think, to be honest. Oh, so, yeah. Gosh, there would be a lot of those there were. Uh, for some people. I mean, again, I mean, that's a serious thing, right? That's, like, a real thing. Somewhere in the Bitcoin, Ethereum, you name it, Dogecoin. Yeah. Uh, boom. The moon. Right? Like, that... Probably happened where people made 100%. like a mint, and like I don't know what you do. Like when you cash out of that, like what does that look like when you throw? If you really did win, like or win or earn, like whatever kind of crazy money it is, I don't know what that looks like, or or how that like happens. It's pretty um, sweet either way, bro. But hey, by the way, I wouldn't mind that meeting with the bank. Good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Good problem to have. <laughs> Brent Martin though at Baldwin High School, and we got a big softball game tonight. Uh, between the Indians and Keystone Heights. And uh, they moved this game to Thursday uh, because of graduation tomorrow for Keystone Heights. See, Clay has graduation tomorrow, which seems a little bit early. But they do have it tomorrow and all their schools. And so uh, think about four schools made it to this regional final, which is supposed to be played tomorrow in Clay County. Keystone Heights, they're coming here to Baldwin. They moved the game to Thursday. Tallahassee Lincoln hosting Middleburg, kind enough to move the game to Thursday. Oakleaf is supposed to play Lake Brantley tomorrow, and it's still on tomorrow in part, I think, because Lake Brantley, I'm not sure it's not that they weren't kind enough to move to Thursday, but their game got pushed to Wednesday because of weather. Mm. And so now I'm assuming they don't want to play on back-to-back days. Sure. And so I understand that. And then, uh, who am I missing? Oakleaf. No, no, I said Oakleaf, right? Yes. Uh, so I'm thinking Clay. Clay is playing, uh, who, who are they playing? I can't remember who they're playing. But whoever they're playing, uh, they have not changed the game either. And so they're still playing on Friday as of now. 
Well, as of now, they're definitely playing Friday unless they're going to push it to Saturday because tonight we're running out of yep. time. Um, so it begs the question, if you're a high school kid and you're playing in your regional final tomorrow in softball or you name the sport, and you're graduating as well, do you miss? Would you think about missing your game to walk no. for graduation? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Well, listen, this is easy for me, too. Like, But do you think there are some kids that don't think like us knuckleheads um, and that really don't want to miss that? Like, listen, I wouldn't go to my prom to go play in a game. Like, no. That's how much, like, I, I'd rather play in the game. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think that's not the case. Like, I, I mean, I, I think there are kids that miss, like, you know, they do those senior trips and stuff. Yes. Like, they miss games because of it. And I'm not criticizing that. Like, that's cool if you want to. But, like, I wouldn't be. Like, but but they, but there are people that do because they coincide, like, in the spring sports season. And so, but so like, my point is, like, I might be a little different in that respect. Um, and also, parents might feel strongly. Like, listen, we're crazy about the high school sports, like, in our house. But they're not ever, like, if my parents. That's what I was going to say. We're in this situation. Like, my parents, like, I can go three for three, 0 oh for three lose every game, not make the team, and I don't really think my parents cared either way. They loved you either way, Brent. They Well, they, they just weren't into it like that. They just didn't. And now I also don't know if, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. My mom might be like, hey, dude, you're going to, like, she might not get it. She's like, you're going to graduation. That's what I was going to say. Because I want to take a picture of you on the stage. Like, exactly. she might, like, make me do that. And that's where the, the butting of the heads is, right? Because I'd assume that if you make it to this point and you're a high-level athlete, obviously you want to see it out and you want to win. And then you have parents who obviously it's an incredible accomplishment to graduate high school, college, anything. So, yeah, there's some butting of the heads there. But as the athlete, I think most of them would want to play. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of, like, like what is graduation now? The, I mean, they Bro, they don't do it at the schools, right? Don't they do it? Well, many yeah, ours was at ours was at a um, convention center. Okay, I think a lot of people do them at UNF, not like in the gym. Yeah. I mean, I'm not because so, like a lot of the St. John's County schools, I think do because the class size is like 600. Oh yeah, ours, a lot of people. Yeah, ours was huge. That's why we used this big old convention center. So, let me um, tell you though, but super like some boring. of these towns, like I mean, I don't know how big Middleburg is. Let's see, Middleburg would be like class 4A. I mean, so they probably have. I'm thinking, I'm just guessing here, maybe like. Enrollment's like 1,200, 1,300, which means your class size is, what, 300? That math checks 350. out. 350? Yeah. So, like, I don't know if they just do that in the gymnasium or out on the football field or what. Could do that. Um, so, I, like, but I don't know. I mean, I, there are go. those are some tough, I bet there are some conversation going on tonight in those couple households. No doubt. It's a once-in-a-lifetime situation two times, though, you know? Here's what I've always said, and I'm, again, you don't have to agree with me here. Like, this is me being, like, like, I'm not sure I would agree with me on this. But, like, I think graduating high school, and I understand not everybody does it. And, by the way, there are millionaires who haven't graduated high school. There are unbelievable stories. But, like, don't you kind of get the sense, like, graduating high school is like a formality? Like, it's something you do. It's like you graduate from fifth grade, too, and from eighth grade, too, and then you graduate from high school. Like, college is not. Like, not everybody goes to college. Like, that's Correct. not, like, in some places, like, college, graduating from college is, like, a mega deal, man. And you can be, like, the first person in, like, generations and generations of your family to yeah. do it. 
I guess me personally, I never put like the emphasis on like actual graduation of high school because I was like, okay, it's happening just as much as I have to go to school every day. Like that's the last thing that happens. Yeah, I agree. So like, it's not like this. We don't. You don't even have to throw me a party if you don't want it. Well, but, like in my mind, now parties are cool and all that, and I know there's going to be a ton of graduation parties. But my, you know what I'm getting at? I I'm do. I'm trying to be a little sensitive to the people that really like. Um, I'm yeah. really trying to be sensitive. If I wasn't on the air right now, I'd say it in a totally different way. But <laughs> yes, I know you. Um, <laughs> but I'm just telling you how I feel. Like, like yeah, graduation's cool, but. Like, graduation was going to happen, like, since kindergarten. Yeah, I tell you what, though, Brent. We've all been there. Senior year. And it was dangerously close in one class. I don't care who you are, unless you were the valedictorian. <laughs> like, you were getting down to the nitty-gritty, and you're like, you know what? It's it's going to be tight here getting this late work in. I, I know that feeling. Trust me. Yeah, well, uh, here's the thing. Graduation was only iffy for a few short moments when, um, if I didn't finish my detentions for being late. See, there you go. It started then. I had a bunch of tardies. How am I not surprised? Yeah, yeah. Boy, it started then. Like, I was about to, like, I was okay college, I mean, high school kid. Like, I didn't get myself in trouble or anything, but I was late enough. Yeah. That I got detentions for being late, so I had to make them up or however that worked. I forget at the time. Um, and then isn't there something else? I think college, if you don't have, like, your parking tickets paid, you can't that is graduate. That's correct. Yeah, that's right. Facts. And I, I think that was a little bit of a hiccup. And you have to, like, pay your uh, – there's something else that you have to – oh, uh, books. Oh, you got to be, like – so your bill's got to be clean before you can yes, graduate in correct. college. Yeah. Uh, which I guess makes sense in the real world now. Uh, sure. Yeah, I get it. You see this uh, – one other thing about, like, showing up and not showing up. I forget who it was, but I t retweeted it the other day, and I never thought about it like this. But they, the person brought up on social media, like, I never understood why you can get docked or – um, you can get in trouble for being late to a college class. Like attendance, why should it be a thing? I'm paying you to go to the class. Now that's facts, Brent. That might and be that, the smartest I thing thought, you've ever said. No, it wasn't me. I, I'm oh, stealing obviously. it. Like, I thought it was a great point. No, it's like, fantastic. I mean, I love logic stuff, right? And to me, that is a very logical way of thinking. Like, how can I get in trouble for not being in your class when I'm paying you to teach me? Literally. If anything, I should be getting a refund when I don't show up. <laughs> You know what I'm I don't saying? know about that. You made your own bed. But okay, like, I'm paying you. So, like, and by the way, I don't remember getting in trouble for missing class, but maybe there was an oh. attendance policy. In oh, college. dude. I had recently, well, relatively recently at this point, yeah, two years ago, I had so many classes with attendance policies. You could only miss three days. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. And, it, and they would, like, start taking your grade. There's one teacher in specific. I'm not going to say it. Because the school's right over there. I can see it out the window. So I'm not, I'm not going to name any names, right? But there's one teacher that was like, you can miss two. And I miss like four. And she's like, yeah, the highest you can get now is a C. I'm like, what? Yeah, see, that's not cool. That is like, scum, bro. Hey, that's not cool. That, that shouldn't be the case. I, that should not be the case. Now, I, gotta I, see. I understand there are mechanics in place to like, like make you go to school like if you didn't have those policies right mm -hmm. well now you're talking about kids like never going to class and stuff like that so that wouldn't be cool um and that's dangerous if you're going to give them the option but at the same time like it can't be used against you no. it, at the end of the day like did they really dock you like did, like they should have yeah. said that to you but at the same time at the end you should have got the points that's, nah, my, that's I, what I'm saying. I got docked a lot. Like, there were multiple wow. different classes. That one specific, but I had other ones where, like, my attendance grade was, like, 30 out of 100. It was so – it was dumb. 
Like, it, the more that you had the total grade being an attendance class, I was like, oh, this is definitely a class I don't want to be in. Most yeah. of them, though, I will say for the communications department at UNF, most of it was like, hey, if you get the work done, that's really what we care about. And then, like, if you have a presentation, show up. And it, it worked well. I like those To be honest teachers. with you, that's what they should care about in any job. Yeah, just uh, get it done. That's one of the best advice I've ever got from, like, my old sports director back in Providence. Uh, and he was like, listen, I don't care if you're here for 15 hours or 7 hours or 5 hours. As long as you're getting everything done, it's done right. And when you walk out of here, I don't have to call you back in because you screwed something up. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of am in, in that theory as well. Um, but I also understand that if you're getting paid 40 hours a week and I'm one paying you, I kind of probably want you to work 40 hours a week. Yeah. Uh, so it's different ways to look at it. All right, hey, let's get to the more Joe Burrows. I don't know how we got all the way over here. We got from oh, money yeah. to high school to graduating. Listen, kids, the whole moral of the story was graduate high school, play some sports if you can, graduate college, make money like Joe Burrow. <laughs> exactly. And then maybe you'll get the <laughs> wire of $24 get the, million. Maybe, Maybe exactly. you'll get the big deposit. Uh, but Joe Burrow has some interesting things to say. Tee us up for it, Casey. Yeah, so this there's two things that I want you to kind of react to because you haven't heard this sound. This is the first one. This is the one that stuck out with me the most, by the way. He was on the Full Send podcast, so this is where all that sound is coming from. But uh, I, I just kind of want you to hear it and react, but this has to do with what happened in the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Bengals, a team we didn't think was getting to the Super Bowl. I don't think many people did, but they did. Obviously, they do not win it. And this is kind of the reaction that people had when Joe Burrow was maybe not celebrating, but not super sad after they lost the Super Bowl. Did you go to the? Did you go to a cutting concert? Oh, that was a you performed at our uh, after party. At the after party, right? Which I don't get. Like that's the thing too. You got a lot of shit going to that thing, right? Did I? Based on the searches and all that. For, wait, when was it? Yeah, that was, it was like the Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh, first of all, saying, like they expect Joe to go cry in a corner, right? You're gonna go and resume well, your life. Here's the thing. It's not so much as you know resuming life, but. I was watching, uh, you guys watched the Football Lifes on NFL Network? Yeah. I, I was watching all a bunch of those leading up to the game, and Kurt Warner said something in it. When he lost the Super Bowl, he regretted not celebrating what they had accomplished instead, and he did what you talked about. He went and sulked in a corner, and then after the game, I was like, yeah, it sucks. We just lost the Super Bowl, but we did something really cool, yeah. and I wanted to, to celebrate with the guys about what we did for the year and all the success that we had, rather than, you know, sit in a corner and sulk about the game we just lost. That's an interesting soundbite there on that podcast from Joe Burrow, and, and I actually think it's really cool. Um, I, I, I think, you know, publicly, I don't think that's viewed as this great thing because you're down the dumps, but in the whole Cincinnati thing, let me ask you this, Casey. Don't you think the whole city of Cincinnati did the same thing Joe Burrow did? Every Bengals fan did the same thing Joe Burrow did. They, yeah. yeah, sure, they were mad they lost. They had a chance to win. But they had just made the Super Bowl after not doing anything forever, and this was like a story out of nowhere. Like, you can – I think even the craziest of fans appreciate what the Bengals did and can process it that way almost immediately. Yeah, I think – I agree with you there. I think they did have something to celebrate, but I do think it's a mature thing – for a second-year player like Burrow to kind of understand that's where they are. Because, like, if it were me, would I have made that decision? Probably not. You just lost the Super Bowl. You might never get back. That might be the biggest game of your career that you lost. So I think that was such a mature thing for Burrow to understand and lead his team like, hey, you know, that that sucked, but we shouldn't feel bad about it. We should feel great that we were a team picked last to finish in our division, 
and we didn't. And we made it all the way to this point, and we can just build from this point on. So, yeah, I agree that I'm just so, I guess, amazed by the fact that he understood that as a second-year player that really he struggled at Ohio State, sure, but he goes to LSU, he never really struggled. And then he goes out undefeated yeah. season, first pick. So I think it was just a mature take on his part to understand where they were as a team. Well, I think there's two ways to look at it and process it, and I like the explanation Joe had there because if Burrow doesn't explain it that way, then what you're saying is he thinks he's going to get back many more times because he's a young player. Because you can also spin it that way, right? Well, that's not the greatest way to spin it. Ask Dan Marino. And, and you're not always going to get back there. But I appreciate what he said there. They had accomplished something. You know, it's very it, – we've been hanging out a lot of high school games the last couple of weeks. And these teams are making runs. And one of these teams is going to lose tonight. And it, it stings. The farther you make it, the more it hurts because you're that close to the promised land and doing something special. But I love the ability to hopefully by the next day <laughs> – you probably don't sleep that well if you're coaching – Kids and parents and all this stuff, especially when it's a close game, you're like, oh, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. Um, but then hopefully by the next day, you're spinning it into some perspective that's like that was a pretty cool season. And uh, we probably did more than we thought we could do, or we did this or that, or that was a great run, or, you know, whatever it might be. And so it's, it is a great lesson from, well, what started, it looks like, with Kurt Warner to uh, Joe Burrow on the biggest of stages to say, hey, appreciate what you've done because – Quite frankly, we're only one, two teams to get here. We left it all out there. We almost won. And it doesn't mean, like, I, I think there is this perception sometimes if you lose the Super Bowl, like, you suck. Well, that yeah. ain't true. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, the perception's there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, and, and I guess, like, my guess is that, like, Buffalo Bills fans probably never did this. But I bet the Jim Kellys and Thurman Thomases and everybody else in the world that went on that run and four, lost four Super Bowls in a row, they probably at some point, and, and some probably handled it better than others, but they probably at some point tricked their mind into saying that and had to do that to be able to process it, almost live with the fact that they did this four times. But they also got there four times. Mm -hmm. We talked about it yesterday, like, are they a dynasty? Well, no, they really can't be one because they never got to the mountaintop. But it's still a heck of accomplishment to own the AFC for four years and no do doubt. what they did. And we, unfortunately, in our world, in our, our messed up, psychotic kind of world, we look at the Buffalo Bills of the early 90s as a significant failure. And that's probably not right. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but I think that's the way most people look at it. I mean, yeah. You got to I mean, win. Which, which is insane. So uh, let's bring in Captain Rick Riles right now, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. And listen, bottom line is you're a winner if you catch the big fish. You're a loser if you brought nothing home, Captain Rick. Which one are you today? Yeah, well, I'd have to be a winner then, Cap. <laughs> Yesterday turned out to be a, a fine day. And, oh, my goodness, we are having just this tremendous blue water season, as good a blue water fishing as we've seen around here in a long, long time. Captain Jimmy Laidler yesterday on the legendary hooked a triple of blue marlin and got two of them. That is almost unheard of uh, for us around here. There were at least two or three other blue marlin caught. As for the rest of us, we caught mahi and we caught lots of them. And they were big. We had a fat tuna to go with ours. On our boat, uh, we fish until we have 10 mahi. 
and then we call it a day. And yesterday wasn't a really early day, but it wasn't late either, so it was fine. A lot of boats I talked to going home yesterday at 1130 with full boxes of bodies. So it just isn't going to get any better, and it looks like the weather is going to hold right on through the weekend, maybe the first of the week. Brent, I'm going to tell you, if you've ever wanted to go to the Gulf Stream fishing, call it charter boat. Now's the time to do it. And we'll, we'll update you tomorrow on that, Brent, with another fish report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Captain Rick. Appreciate it. Florida Sports and Fishing Report each and every day. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Catch the show Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on ESPN 690. Let's take a break. We come back. We'll update you on the PGA Championship. Really haven't spent a lot of time talking about that, but uh, we'll give you an update. Tiger, Rory, uh, what about the afternoon wave? How are they doing as you're catching your ride back uh, to work or back home from work? And uh, maybe you can flip it on to catch the tail end of the coverage in the afternoon wave. That is on the way, and much, much more as we get set for Action Sports Shacks OT. Coming up at 6 o'clock, hand off to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp right after that. We are live at Baldwin High School. Uh, great hospitality out here, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more and set you up for some high school softball tonight here on Pickup Truck Row. As I've got some company out here now. We're going to have ourselves a pickup truck show here in Baldwin out in the center field area. We'll be right back on ESPN 6 night. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Rolling along on a Thursday, Brent Martineau at Baldwin High School in the back of his truck with a bunch of other trucks, apparently. And an interesting uh, environment out there at Baldwin tonight for the softball playoffs. Casey Kurtz with you in the ESPN 690 studios getting ready for OT with me and Brian Middleton right now, though. We check in on the PGA Championship. And, Brent, first of all, I just want to let you know our picks are not looking good. Uh, who did we pick? I picked... Um who did I take? Uh, Connors. Corey Connors. Not good? You know, not great for sure. Jordan Spieth, obviously, I told you, was two over. Mackenzie Hughes, who Brian Milton picked, is so far away, it's not even funny. Uh, Corey Connors, though. I thought he picked Maverick McNeely. No? No. He picked oh, he Mackenzie picked Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, McNeely would have been good because he's even par, but Corey Connors, 117th place at plus four. Oof, plus four. That's not good. It's brutal. But in terms of the leaderboard, mostly the same. I told you the first time, but Rory McIlroy still leads at five under. Zalatoris, Hogue, Kuchar, Abraham, Answer are all at three under. And then in terms of guys on the golf course that are playing well, you have a couple guys at two under. Matt Fitzpatrick, Lucas Hebert reads Herbert. If you're reading the board and you think it's Herbert, it's Hebert. And Char Schwartzel all at two under par, which is tied for six. So, uh, anything under par is good enough for tied 15th right now. A lot of guys over and a lot of guys even par. So the scoring besides Roy McIlroy, not that hot at the PGA Championship. Yeah, and by the way, like it looked like, and we kind of thought this, and many people do think this a lot at majors anyway, but you get out in that morning wave, and it's usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what it was today. Now, it's not unbelievable, but it's pretty good, and that's where to go fire a number, and that's what Rory did. And that's what makes what like Tiger did at plus four and even Jordan at plus two not so good because they're going to have to deal with the wind and the weather probably more in the afternoon tomorrow. Uh, meanwhile, like not a lot happened in the afternoon rounds so far today. I mean, Scheffler, no surprise, is the best player in the world right now, and uh, he's two under par through ten. And, and there are guys that are two under par, but that's the lowest score in the afternoon. So I think that is indicative of what we thought with the winds picking up in the afternoon. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Um, and, and tomorrow, I think, could be the worst weather day uh, of, of the week at the PGA Championship. So uh, lots to still unravel here. I, I just asked the question, you think we would like, like to see Rory McIlroy win? Uh, it seems like it's been a bit. When's the last time Rory won a major championship? Can you look that one up? 
Uh, I don't have to. It's a long time ago. 20... I can't look it up. But the point of the story is it's been like 20... It, it's been a long time. Like five years, I think. That long? Yeah. I mean, that's like... Like if Tiger Woods, when he goes five years without... You know, at any time of his career, five years without winning the major, and he did because of what seemed like the body breaking down also some outside circumstances. Um, I think he went like five years. But, uh, and that was when he was healthy. I'm not talking about like the recent stretch, but uh, I'm talking from the U.S. Open of 2008 to maybe, did it take to 2013 to win again? Something like that. Uh, it might have. Uh, might have been longer. But anyway, my point being, like Tiger Woods does one for five years. It's like, holy cow, holy cow, holy cow, massive story. Like it's been a story with Rory, but it hasn't like been a dominating story. I mean, Rory McIlroy is probably the most gifted player out there. Fair to say? I will give it to you, I guess. I mean, who else? I mean, gifted? Like, I don't, I mean, Morikow is pretty gifted. He's like two years into the tour, and he's won like five times, including two majors. Yeah, he's very good. But like, like from a, just like a, a superstar, um, I mean, nobody, like Rory drove it today like crazy. And when Rory drives it like crazy, few people can drive it like that. Sure, DeChambeau can get it by him, but the other parts of the game in DeChambeau are not nearly as polished. And so, and I'm talking like over a 10-year stretch, there are few people as talented as Rory McIlroy. Let's just say that. And uh, maybe more Kyle because of his ball strike and everything else. He, he could be put in the conversation. Um, but I just think it's, it's hard to not win when you're that good. But it also shows you how hard it is to win. Yeah, uh, in in the majors, and so I think it'd be kind of cool. I I think McElroy is quietly one of the great ambassadors for the sport. I don't think he's ever going to get in the mix as like one of the greatest players of all time. Um, I mean, he will be. How how far do you want to stretch that, right? But like, if you think of um, back in the day, right? If you think of the Arnold Palmers and you think of uh, Nicholas and you think of Gary Player, there was like those that trio. You've got Phil and you've got Tiger. Uh, I guess McElroy will sneak in there um, if he keeps winning a few. Jordan could, Justin Thomas could, but like I'm not, I'm not sure all those guys can, Casey. Like you can't, I'm, I'm not sure you're gonna have that many people in like this this um, fraternity of like great, like elite great. There's a an elite. There's a great. There's a very good. Like, Dustin Johnson isn't ever getting into the elite great category. See, that's where you're wrong. Like, I was going to let you let you go and do all that, but no, nah, I have to stop you because, okay, Rory has four majors. Not, not all four, but he has four in total. DJ has two. DJ also has a FedEx Cup. DJ also has just as many wins, actually more wins than Rory. So if he ends up finding – if Dustin finds a way to win this PGA, he'll only need one more for the Grand Slam, and then that's where I think you're wrong. Like, listen, I love Rory, and obviously you do, but Rory has underachieved in terms of what you're saying he is. You win four majors, yeah, you won the players, which he needed. He won the FedEx Cup, which is now extremely important, or he's won it a couple times, but – the major wins are not there for Rory. They were there early in the career, and I should have just talked when I thought I had the year right. It's 2014. He hasn't won since 2014. Yeah, that's crazy. So if he doesn't win some of these, he's going to get lapped by these guys that are winning them. He has four in his whole career. Morikawa has two in two years. Yeah, but keep in mind, Rory started fast, too, and then they fade. That's the thing. That's why I'm not ready to crown like Morikawa. Jordan Spieth, how many did he have? Uh, three in 2015. Is that all he's got that one year? 
uh, or it was two and fifteen, and then it was the one and seventeen. The open was seventeen. Okay, and so he's finished like second at the Augusta a couple times. He hasn't yes, he won has. that twice. But he has. He also has the FedEx Cup from fifteen as well. Yeah, and so and see that's like a new echelon. Like how many? Go back and find if you don't mind. How many uh, Grand Slams did uh, Palmer and and player win? How many majors? Sorry, not Grand Slams. Okay. Uh, this isn't tennis. Uh, Grand Slam events. Uh, the uh, but like I think of again, who's getting. Who's coming out of the, the Tiger Mickelson era and now going to be plopped up in that like that world where we think of the Nicholases, the players, the again like Tom Watson, he now hits the ceremonial uh first tee shot at Augusta, but I don't think we think of him like those guys. He was terrific. Unbelievable player. Yeah. But he's not those guys. He's not player Palmer Nicholas. There's only Tiger and Phil coming out of the last era. Like, who is, like, I don't think, is, is Rory's leading the pack, right? Yeah. Where's Justin Thomas? He's only got a couple. One. He's got one. PGA. Mm -hmm. Morikawa's got two. Morikawa's. Dustin Johnson's got two. Brooks Kepka has how many? Four, two PGA, two U.S. Open. Okay, so he's got four. So he's got a chance. Uh, his problem is we just don't see him every day, so we don't feel like he's ever in the conversation. I don't think you can put Brooks – like, he'll have the majors, but he has, like, nine total wins, and four of them are majors. Like, he does not win enough yeah. Yeah. when it's not he's, a major. He's got a hell of a batting average, that's for sure. That um, what – so what uh, – did you look up Palmer? I looked Palmer? up I looked up player in Nicholas. I thought that's what you said. But Nicholas is 18, obviously, and then yeah. player is nine. So player has nine. Um, if you can, just look up Palmer and, and even Mickelson, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I do feel like we put Mickelson in the – like, we put Nicholas and Tiger together. But then I think we have Player and Palmer. And Palmer then I has think seven. Okay, so Player's got nine, Palmer's got seven, and I feel like we have Mickelson in their category. But maybe we shouldn't. No. He's won three out of the four. He's won a couple green jackets. Yeah, How many does he have? Six. Okay, so that's fair. So he's got six. So it's like six to get into that category of player and, and Palmer. Sure. And we've got a couple of guys with four, with Kepka and Rory. We've got a few mo couple more with two, some that could get more like a Justin Thomas. But, like, my point is, who's going – none of those guys seemingly are going to emerge to be Tiger or Nicholas. Agreed. And get into the double digits or 12-plus majors. Sure. And, sure, we can argue why, and it's deeper than ever and all that stuff, but it doesn't look like it's happening. And so the next level of that is to get into the Arnold Palmer and Gary Player and Phil Mickelson realm. And I'm wondering who's going to get there, and I think Rory is a guy that should be there, to your point. Like, to go to 2014 and not have won yet, like, oh, it's almost a crime with his skill set. Yeah, he, he should be there. I definitely agree with that. I just don't know if he will because I think there's so much more with Rory. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm convinced Rory's going to even play – definitely not 10 more years like there's more to Rory than golf that's what we've learned and now that he's a dad we're learning more and more about that like that's why I worry about Rory he needs to win a couple more of these quickly because how much does he really have left to prove yeah I, I think he will get to his uh, I think he'll get to a point where he needs to prove that he wants to separate from that pack and he wants to put himself into the Mickelson player Palmer category like I really do think uh, he, he wants to get to that that level um i i would think that would motivate him at some point 
Yeah. And I think he can get there, by the way. Like, Dustin Johnson's like 36 years old, 37 years old now, isn't he? Dustin? Pretty sure. Yeah, he's not they, that old. He's not that old? No. Are him and Rory about the same age? I think so. Uh, that doesn't feel that, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, again, Rory splashed on the scene so quick, and now he's gone like... I don't feel like he's been out of the mix for all those eight years, but he's obviously been out of the major mix. You know, I started the segment with a question of, would it be cool to see Rory win a major again? And I think the answer is yes. It w- yes. Like, people want Spieth to win because you get the Grand Slam. I think, I, I mean, Rory might be next on the list of, of good stories to win because now then we get to ask, is Rory back and about to go on another run? And I think we like that. It certainly helps. Storylines story for sure. And he's like such a, I mean, again, Spieth's a likable guy too. Rory's really a likable guy. I think he's one of the great ambassadors to the sports. And, and that's why, like, I kind of put him in almost, Phil Mickelson and Arnold Palmer feel a lot alike for, like, their ambassador way to the sports. Now, the recent Phil Mickelson doesn't fit there. I get it. But, you know, his career he did. And I think Rory can kind of do that too. Rory's like the spokesman for the sport. Actually, I mean, Rory, you might even say, feels a little bit more like Jack Nicholas in the way he's a spokesman for, for the sport. I can go with that. But he's never probably, he's never going to get into that stratosphere of Jack and Tiger. He, he, he obviously isn't going to do that. He had a pathway to get there at one time, and uh, it doesn't look like he's going to do that. Uh, PGA Championship, Rory McIlroy leads, uh, not after round one, but uh, round one almost in the books. A couple more hours of play at Southern Hills in Tulsa uh, to get to. We'll update you on that throughout the evening here on ESPN 690 and also later tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30. We're live at Baldwin High School. We get set to... Play a little softball tonight at 7 o'clock, Baldwin, Keystone Heights, and we hand off to Action Sports Shack's OT with Casey and Brian Middleton coming up in just a few. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. Relationship with the O-line, like you love those guys? Awesome. Yeah. What were their Christmas gifts this year? Last year I got them uh, iced out G-Shocks. Yeah. Oh, what did those run you? A lot. <laughs> I thought I saw. Didn't a reporter yeah, ask? You just gave you seven sacks in the Super Bowl here. Did you take it back? Absolutely not. No. Okay. They, they, they played awesome. <laughs> they might not have played awesome, Joe. What is it even talking about? Iced out what? G-Shocks. Is that a sneaker? What do you think? Probably. Probably. Watch. What is it? It's a watch. Yeah. There you go. That's what. That's what uh, this Baldwin Indians fan said in the back. See, this what this what pickup trucks road does over here. They give me answers like that. There you go. You're, like I'm supposed to know what that is? Yeah. Well, I didn't really. Like, why do I know? Why am I supposed to know what that is? Well, listen, we've been through this. You have the least amount of swag of anybody in the media business, so I didn't expect you to know it. I was kind of hoping you'd get there without like asking me, but I thought like, you what? try to put it together. Well, I, I mean, iced out. G do you know? Shock? Do you understand is that what, what it's called? It's it's a G shock. So the watch is a G shock, right? The ice part of it is. What's your guess? The no, ice. I don't, don't want to guess. It's a diamonds. Diamonds crystallized, all that stuff. It's, yeah. It's diamond watch. Yeah. So that probably was pretty expensive. Well, five of them. Yeah. But I kind of agree with the podcaster there. Get sacked seven times and cost you the Super Bowl. Why the heck am I buying you something that's expensive? See, that's why I wanted your take on that, because you're a big offensive lineman guy. 
Like, that's your thing. Like, you defend the offensive lineman more than anybody. So I thought you'd appreciate the fact that Joey Burr was like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not taking the presence back. But now you're like, take him back. I did character development. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, well, here's the problem. Like, you got to be a little careful of that if you're Joe Burrow. Because I, I do think this probably happens not just in movies, but probably like in high school football where, like, you hate the quarterback and you're the right tackle. And you're like, hey, just buzz right by me here, man. I hope you clobber the hell out of him. Like, I think that happens. Yeah. Don't you think that happens, like in high school football or something? Probably not in, like, college and the pros because you're getting graded. Probably. And you've got the tape. But, like, I think that happens. I mean, it's very possible. I'm not out here advocating people get hurt, right? But, you know. I, I bet there's somebody driving. It's like, oh, yeah, I told the guy to do that once. I'm not mad at you. G-Shock. <laughs> um, Iced out G-Shock. I mean, you're right. He's got so much swag, I can't even understand Joe Burrow. You really can't. There's another part of this interview that we just didn't Joe have Joe Burrow, for. by the way, like if Joe Burrow walks right into here right now in Baldwin High School, okay, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and he comes in, he's probably coming in with like a T-shirt and none of that stuff that he walks into the stadium. He looks like the most uncool cat there is. Like, there isn't... Yes. Yes. Joe's about as every Justin Herbert. uncool, like me, kind of guy. No. And then see, what he's done no. is he got paid $24 million signing bonus, and some of, one of his marketing people are like, Joe, you should really wear this chain around your neck as you enter every NFL stadium, especially if you're going to the postseason. And now you think he's got all sorts of swag and is like the coolest guy going because he's the same age as you. No, I I can't get over the fact you just compared yourself to pre-first-round number one overall pick Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is, like, as ordinary a guy as there is. But now he's, like, developed into, like, this cool cat for the kids. I, I, I'm i not going to get on board with this. Like, this is just wrong. This you is love not Joe. Right. Like, you oh. love Joe Burrow. Yeah, I do. Like, that's unhealthy how much you love Joe Burrow. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't make me look like the weirdo here. Well, it is. It's kind of strange. No. See, you're putting me in a bad spot. Everyday kid from Athens, Georgia, you like love him. He's a cool I guy. I mean, Athens, uh, Ohio, not Georgia. I was going to say, yeah. He's a cool guy. I don't know what to tell you, Brett. The swag just like, it just it bounces off him. I, don't I know guess that goes it. to show you, kids, like money and a little success on the football field does make you cooler. Bro, he was cool before that, like, I don't understand. He was how, not. You, he was not cool before. He wasn't cool until he started throwing touchdowns at LSU and put a cigar in his mouth after they won the national championship. No, he was cool that whole year, though. Like, no, he wasn't cool at Ohio State. He had – the swag was not there at Ohio State. He had Urban Meyer telling him not to have swag, right? You, you can't succeed with Urban Meyer's not letting you have swag. Okay, yeah, he so goes to LSU, he goes to the Bayou, hooks up with Coach O, Coach O turns him into this just swag monster, and then he's throwing touchdowns and then the cigar and everything. So, yeah, I will say Coach O is a reason for the developed swag around Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's like a boy band. I mean, he's like the what? latest fad. That's what he is. He's, he's, he might be a real, see if he can keep up the swag and all that stuff, but, like, that's, like, new. Like, he wasn't born that way. Like, he didn't always have that. He's just ordinary Joe. Uh, in high school and, and even in the early years of college. Like, that's what Burrow was. And now uh, success and dollars and a cool chain that he wears into the stadium that you like has made him, like, the coolest cat going. Like, Johnny Manziel had a bunch of swag. I love Johnny college. Manziel. Yeah. Yeah, so you like that. I have a Johnny Manziel hoodie, yeah. Yeah, I figured. What? What do you mean you figured? You're like, like why, why, doesn't, why does Johnny Manziel have a lot of swag and Joe Burrow has a lot of swag, but Baker Mayfield doesn't? Bro, Baker had swag. He did. In college, Baker had swag for sure. He then went to Cleveland.
<laughs> like, what, what do you want? They, they sent him a place where his swag was going to die. Like, he had no choice. What about who's next to have swag? Like, Josh Allen. Why doesn't he have swag? Josh or Allen does. has a little bit of swag. He does? A little bit. Yeah, it's growing. It's still growing. Like, again, you're coming out of Wyoming. Like, what swag can you have, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's And then you go to Buffalo, right? Okay. Like how not, about Justin Herbert? See, Herbert, like, has this weird type of swag where, like, he's just a... Now, let me tell you, when he cut the hair, poor mistake, right? You had flow, you lost it. So then that kind of brings down the swag a little bit for sure. But he's got it a little bit. Not He's not Joe Burrow type, right? He's got a little bit. Like, Trevor doesn't... Yeah. Trevor has, like, this feel about him. But, like, I don't feel like we're ever going to say swag with him. Listen, I'm not over what Trevor wore after the last game of the season, right? The denim on denim. I'm not on board with that. Until he shows me something better than that, that was not good. Okay? Not yeah. good. Well, and Trevor needs more ice as well. Which that mean? Diamonds? Yes. Needs more diamonds. Like, you're one-on-one with him, like, sitting down, like, in the, the locker room where you had the lights. Like, it was so cool, right? But if he was wearing, like, a necklace, it would have popped in that lighting. We got, no, we got that would have been good. We got to do better, Trev. You know what I'm maybe, saying? We got to do better. I'll just get an iced-out G-Shock whatever for TV. Well, it's a watch, that, though. Like, you wear the suit, so it's kind of under the suit. That's I'll not the best sure play. I'll make sure it pops. I'm going to start wearing, like, a chain with my suit on TV. That would be awesome. That would be sick. That would be good. All right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Action Sports Jacks OT coming up. It's been awesome hanging out. I mean, you should see how many cars and trucks are out here. We'll pan the camera. In center field at Baldwin High School. We will. We'll show you. We'll be live on TV at 6.50. Uh, thanks to everybody out here. I've got food, by the way. They brought over from... Uh, Why are you saying... What, what? Let's see. Cousin Willie's Smokehouse... Look at this. They dropped me off towels. Don't show me the food. I'm not showing you the food. I'm eating the food later. We got towels. Why not us? We got hats. They Sick. took care of us out here. We're going to come to Baldwin like each and every week. I'm coming each next and time. every month. I don't, care. I don't care next if the laptop to, uh, works or not. Appreciate Mike Townsend and Dylan for helping out and everybody else for helping us out. Now, uh, hopefully we get a good softball game tonight. We'll show you the highlights. CBS 47, Fox 30 later tonight between Baldwin and uh, Keystone Heights. And also we'll have Middleburg and Lincoln. Columbia, by the way, losing to O'Galley as we figured that out. Uh, six to nothing in the fifth inning. We'll update that on the TV side. Coming up next, Action Sports Jacks OT with Casey Kurtz and the guy who has more swag than him, Brian Middleburg. Oh, my. What's next?